Welcome to Nintendo Dispatch, your weekly Nintendo podcast covering all things from the world of Nintendo. I'm Christina. And I'm James, and I'm back from who knows where I went everywhere. <laughs> Literally flying everywhere. I did. I was in multiple time zones. I crossed the the international date time, you know, day line uh, twice back and forth. And we went to eight islands in 14 days on the honeymoon. It was bananas. It was great. It was it was more of a adventurous honeymoon, I would say. But we did get to go to the Shire where they filmed Lord of the Rings. So that was pretty mm -hmm. cool. Did so. see some of those pictures. <laughs> yep, we um, very cool. We, we did a lot of adventuring, and that was a last minute one because I forgot that Lord of the Rings was shot in New Zealand, and we were in New Zealand, and and I oh. went on the phone, and I was like, "Let's go to," it. and it's in a permanent installation, and it's a full tour. It's on this beautiful farm in the middle of nowhere, rolling green hills, super picturesque, and boom, there's the Shire, and there it is. It's Hobbiton. It's boom. It's right there. It's awesome. <laughs> Awesome. But now you're back and you're ready for, for holiday mode, Christmas and presents. Uh, that's <laughs> the hardest part of coming back like two weeks gone from the end of November, the beginning of December is like, uh oh, mm -hmm. Christmas is here immediately. Boom. But <laughs> since we got married this year, we doing a little bit minimal on the gifting and uh, yeah. even for each other. We're like, we got married. We're gifted enough for each other this year. And that went good. Uh, and I think I think we're ready. I think we're finishing final touches, but I think we're good. Um, and I will say that um, my wife and I had a bet because I brought my switch light with me on the trip. Oh, mm -hmm. because I was going back and forth. And Michael's like, you should just bring it. I think maybe you said I should bring it because these flights are like nine hours mm -hmm. from from L.A. to Cook Islands where we went. And then we're on more flights multiple times. So I was probably in a plane for we were probably in a plane for 30 hours, if not more throughout the entirety of the of the trip. And that's a lot of time to play. So I think I started my Pokemon journey with seven hours. And okay. how many hours did I have by the end of the trip, do you think? I don't know. Should we wait until the end for you to reveal? Okay, everyone get their guesses in. My, yeah, everyone, my everyone put them in now. <laughs> my guess was, my guess, you can say your guess and then I'll tell you at the end if you okay, stick around. Okay. So my guess we'll was, my guess was, 15 heather's guess was 25 okay i was gonna go for 20 okay so we will come <laughs> back at the end and let you know with my pokemon update but let's get to the news because yeah. immediately after the podcast ended last week there was a nintendo indie showcase world direct thingy this uh you know weird event to the final event of 2019 unless nintendo sneaks something out and uh they did their indie showcase, which was really, really cool. This one for me was uh, ups and downs. I, I I didn't really like see anything that I was super duper excited for. Uh, we we normally go by the books and go down the line what we were excited for for each for, for like every single one and go through every single game. But it's been a week now. So we at least want to talk about what we're interested in. One. I want to say I love that they do these events. I'm a big fan. And the format's great. Mm -hmm. It's short, sweet, and to the point. What did you think of the actual event event? Yeah, I thought it was fine. There was nothing in it where, like, usually I when they do these, I'm like, well, that was awkward. There's usually some weird thing in it. This one was just fine. I didn't really have any issues with it this time. <laughs> yeah. Any games that yeah. you saw highlighted that you want to talk about? Yes. Just a few. Now, I didn't have a ton. 
The first one I, I was really interested in was the Talos Principle, the deluxe mm. edition. I know this was already on Steam, I think. I think I remember Michael mentioning it was on, on his Steam wishlist. Um, but it's a first-person puzzle game, and it puts the player in the shoes of an android. So you play as an android that you're exploring the environment, and you have to solve these puzzles and things like that. It looks like a combination of Mist and Portal, and it reminded me, because I recently played Eyes of Aura on mm-hmm. the Switch, and I did a review for that. And watching the trailer reminded me of that sort of puzzle situation. But you can actually walk around in in uh the talus principle as opposed to eyes of ara it's like a, you just click on things you can't really walk around much um and it's actually it's available right now so i haven't downloaded it yet it was just one of those things i was like oh that's cool that looks interesting i might you know if i see it when i'm in the e-shop i might download it but it's available now yeah i didn't i didn't think of the connection to eyes of ara but now i do so maybe i'll take mm-hmm. a look at the trailer one more time but honestly i only had a few the one that we all had checked was sale forth i think that yes. that one coming in 2020 this to me uh, nailed it i don't know who wrote this maybe it was michael but he said looks like yeah. sea of thieves but less pretty <laughs> <laughs> pretty much <laughs> to, to me it looks like sea of thieves but different art style okay that's what i'm gonna say yes uh and, and i will say that this is i think only sea battle so it the the everything is procedurally generated which of course i am mis- mixed bags on but mm-hmm. you battle against terrors and dwell and the waves are coming and you have all the boats and it's very cutesy almost. It's like a cutesy Sea of Thieves. I think that yeah. what we saw is only boat battling, though. I didn't see any land battling, which Sea of Thieves has, but it did spark my interest because it looked pretty good. I thought it looked pretty good. Yeah. As soon as I saw this right away, this was probably the one out of all of the indie games that they showed this one and then the next one stood out to me the most so dauntless looked really really cool i thought just the art style of it looked really cool and then the fact that it's a free-to-play action rpg sign me up um, yeah i downloaded it. it it's it's free so i i immediately went down and installed it it was available right then and there um but I haven't gotten a chance to play it yet. It's on my list of things to do tonight. I've been grading for the past like week. So <laughs> submitted my final grades yesterday and I'm done teaching for a while. So I now have time to actually play games again. <laughs> but yeah, this one looked really cool. Yeah, that one looks really good. I decided that I wanted to take my other computer and upgrade it to actually be able to play games on it because I had taken mm-hmm. the graphics card out. So I installed the Epic Store, I believe. And mm-hmm. um, I installed Dauntless. I haven't played it yet because I had to order the graphics card. Um, so I now have the graphics card in and then I left because okay. I'm in Boston. But I'll be home. So I'll be playing this on both my Switch and, and the PC. And I'll kind of do a side by side because this game basically crushes cross-platform play. It's cross-platform, yeah. cross-save cross progression with any system that Dauntless is on. Michael has already tested on his Xbox. The account is shared. And in fact, when I signed up for Dauntless, I signed up with my Nintendo ID. So I know that it will work. So awesome. Easy. Yeah, I was I was talking to him about it a little bit uh, because I we were both interested in it. And he said the only thing he's noticed so far is in the I guess like the not the loading screen, but the whatever you call it, like the main screen that you see when you first log in. Uh, he said that there's a few like weird graphic glitches he noticed on a switch, but then he went to the Xbox and he was having the same problem. So it's it's not like the switch is having issues. It might just be everything is having issues if, if there are any. But I definitely am looking forward to trying that game and playing it. Nice. Yeah. 
Yeah, the other ones I checked on this list were Odd World, Stranger's Wrath, because it's a you know old two thousand, it's an old two thousand five um, adventure game, but that's cool. And also Skatebird, you're a bird on a skateboard. Stupid, but I love it. No, I'm not going to buy it, but it's ridiculous. It's not made by Tony Hawk, and that's that's the number one problem I think I have. But um, oh. amazing. <laughs> so, <laughs> stupid. I don't know. They're, it looked like little tech decks. You remember tech decks, the little thumb totally. skateboards? Yeah. yeah. So I get, yeah, I, I could see that. I didn't put a check next to it, but I'm glad you're excited for it. <laughs> yeah. Everyone seemed to, I don't know why the special announcement was Axiom Verge 2. I mean, I think that's really cool. It was one more thing at the end, like coming fall 2020. And I don't know. I guess, I mean, I know Axiom Verge is amazing, so I don't want people to yell at me, but. I don't know. I guess I just wasn't super hyped by being like, okay, cool. Like it's a year from now. So I'm like, all right. But, yeah. I didn't know anything about it. So it didn't really mean anything to me. It was like, oh, I'm sure there's some people out there that are excited. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, well, let us know. Um, write in if you have a game or you're like, you should have talked about this. And then we'll talk about it next week. So let us know. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I think now we can actually move on to even more game news that happened this past week. Uh, the Game Awards for 2019 happened, and Nintendo showed up. They were they were visible, and they got awards, and it was amazing. So I'm going to go through some of the uh, awards that they won. So they got Best Strategy Game. The winner was Fire Emblem Three Houses, and they actually beat out Wargroove. So that was pretty cool. Best Family Game. Nintendo swept the entire category, having all the nominations. So they had pretty good chances of getting this award. <laughs> uh they were so the nominations were Ring Fit Adventure, Super Mario Maker 2, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, and Yoshi's Crafted World. And the winner was Luigi's Mansion 3, which I was super excited about. I was uh, having breakfast with a friend recently and she was ex- she was saying how she loved the game, thought it was really cute. So just to see that, you know, it's getting an award means something, you know, it did really well. Yeah. And then the last quarter category that they won was best fighting game. And you guessed it, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. <laughs> oh, I thought it was like a Street so. Fighter. No, um, <laughs> no, no. I did not no. watch this. I did watch some mm-hmm. of the stuff with Reggie afterwards and the Xbox Series X announcement, which I'm pretty hyped for. Uh, I do work at Microsoft, so I'm pretty hyped about her own products. But uh, I thought that was pretty cool. I liked the, the announcement uh, as well. But uh, I did not watch it. I, I I don't usually watch video game specific like award shows or things uh, they're usually awkward you said you watched it oh. how was the thing the whole in a nutshell so in a nutshell i mean every video game awards thing public thing where gamers have to actually show up in person they're always awkward and weird and cringy at times uh this one i mean it had its moments but it also had some pretty cool moments um like when Reggie came on stage, like it blew up. People were so excited that he was there and happy he was there. Um, there was it was kind of cringy, but also kind of cute at the same time. So the the I forgot what they were announcing. I think it was game of the year. The the people announcing it were Vin Diesel and Michelle. I forgot her last name from the Fast and Furious because they announced a Fast and Furious game. And they were like geeking out on stage because they were like, dude, we play games. And now we're on the stage giving game awards. It was kind of cute and funny. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And um, I, as people know, I'm a huge fan of Greece or Gris. And they were nominated for at least three and they got two awards. So I was just really excited for them. And I love that game. So it was, it was good. It wasn't amazing. I mean, it, it's, it's whatever. I feel um, like church. 
Go ahead. <laughs> I, I feel like that sort of even description is a lot better. Like my expectations are now higher if I go watch it now, only because uh-huh. I feel 10 years ago or whenever it started is probably completely different. And video games, yeah. they do deserve awards because the amount of blood, sweat and tears and art and resources and design that goes into these things, they're more. I mean, they, they're at the calibers of beyond of, of movies. You know, their budgets are ginormous and the mm-hmm. the amount of uh, nowadays and even in the past, the amount of storytelling that goes into these games uh, is spectacular. So I'm glad these exist. So I don't want to like sound like I'm poo-pooing, but I'm glad that it sounds like it wasn't a, just a one big cringe fest. So that that's good. So that's good. No, I've seen worse. Okay. Good. <laughs> I'll just say that. Yeah. Um, but on top of recognizing the games from this year, a lot of people were asking people who are attending the Game Awards their thoughts about the future of gaming. Um, and of course, one of the people who was asked was Reggie on um, The Hollywood Reporter asked him, you know, what game changing moments in video games like have happened or what, you know, what are your thoughts on those? And he said, as the technology evolves to the to be the cloud and as downloadable speeds increase, Uh, What it means is you're going to be able to play any game on any device at any time. It'll happen over the next decade and to be something that's really meaningful to players. Um, So that was kind of his comment on it. Now, Nintendo obviously has yet to fully embrace cloud gaming (laughs) to the level, at least that Google Stadia and Microsoft's Project X Cloud do. There have been some kind of like experimentation with it with um, Nintendo Switch, like uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey was a a switch exclusive but only in japan so nintendo's experimenting with it but from what reggie's saying maybe he knows that you know something else is is in the works which i hope it is because if that's the future they should be working on it but yeah those are those are his thoughts on it it's cool i mean i feel the same i obviously Mm -hmm. work at microsoft where we do have project x cloud but i do not work on the project x cloud xbox Mm -hmm. Project X different department department <laughs> completely different side of campus. Uh, uh, they have very fancy buildings. Oh, they they have really nice newer buildings. Uh, they're they're redoing my side of campus. Uh, but that mm. said, I, I do believe that these services are really unique and that they will open up a lot of things for gamers. Now they're they're still early. I think for me, I travel a lot. So what happens when I'm on a plane? For, for example, yeah. uh, what happens <laughs> when I'm at a hotel where I can't log into the Wi-Fi because it's, you know, it's slow or I need to go through a, one of the gates or I have bandwidth caps. There's a lot mm-hmm. of things to think about, especially as games progress. But that said, I still would like for it to be an option, especially the like you said, the Assassin's Creed and the Resident Evil is also one. And in Japan, oh, okay. it's a much smaller country than the U.S. where we're really, really spread out. And there's still a lot of places that have very rural Internet. So uh, I was just in two countries where one, I did not have cell phone service and uh, and the other one in both of the both Tonga and Rarotonga, which is in Cook Islands, we had to pay for our Internet. We we, we only mm. bought one coupon just so we could check into our flights, but we wanted to be disconnected anyways. But it was, you know, five dollars local currency, um, which is about like 450 or whatever for 250 megabytes of data. So, and for three gigs, it was $50, you know? So, okay. yeah. You know, how does it expand to, to those regions? Um, yeah. It, it was something will be interesting. So we'll see how it goes, but I, I still like the idea of it. And I'm, I'm, I'm very fascinated to see how it rolls out, especially in those situations. 
But moving on, let's talk about some sales because you know what we love, Christina? What do we love? Sales numbers. <laughs> and um, we're always talking about sales numbers. And we got an article uh, from one of our listeners in our Discord. Uh, Ian Z sent us an article. And yeah, we, hadn't, we had not picked up on it yet, but it was official that the Nintendo Switch has officially outsold the Xbox One worldwide. Um, according to VG Charts, the Nintendo Switch last week, well, the week of, sorry, ending in December 7th, so two weeks ago or so, sold 1.15 million units. So 1,150,000 units, which brings its lifetime sales up to 45 million units worldwide compared to the Xbox One's 45.24 million units. Uh, This is pretty spectacular. The Switch has only been out for not even three years yet. Um, um, And it came out three years and four months after the Xbox One. So this is really, really great. And a cool statistic here is that the Nintendo Switch is just a little over 3 million units away from outselling the Super NES's lifetime, which is crazy. That That's insane. We're living in the golden age of Nintendo again. That's what it feels like a little bit. <laughs> it's happening. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we'll be, I'll be fascinated if it ever does pass as the PlayStation 4. The PlayStation 4 mm-hmm. has really great representation in all three of the largest regions. So Europe, Japan, U.S., mm-hmm. Compared to the Xbox One, which has mostly the U.S. in a smaller degree, Europe, and then a very small presence in Japan. So um, a bigger, bigger number will be if the Switch can fully outsell the Xbox One or PlayStation and just a few of the, you know, the other based in different regions. But still really awesome. Yeah, you're right. It's the golden age. It's very, very good. Yeah. Is, uh, Is the Xbox and PlayStation also in China? I do not believe so. I could be okay. wrong. Um, well, you guys mentioned last week that Nintendo Switch finally officially launched in China. And, you know, we may see even super faster than ever, you know, um, mm-hmm. breaking numbers of the Switch because already the Switch has sold 50,000 units in Japan on like the first day. Um, so the Nico partners, they estimate about 50,000 were sold on launch day, which is really amazing. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I saw on Twitter, uh, some people in China tweeting out a bunch of the promotion that Tencent was doing and also the packaging, like everything is labeled Tencent, Tencent, Tencent. Like it's really hard to really know if it's actually, uh, even Nintendo? the accessories, yeah, <laughs> even like the accessories that were hoary, like are Tencent. So huh. it's kind of crazy, but yeah, um, so we'll see. And the the system itself is set to really surpass. So I guess the PlayStation 4 is in China. So maybe their other ones are in China. So Oh, I see it now. Yeah, I see. Yeah. So so they think that um, it's it'll be on track to sell 100,000 units by the end of the year. And they think that by 2022, I'll sell the PlayStation 4. So I guess you're right. I guess maybe the Xbox is in China. I'm not. I have to go look it up. So I'm sorry we didn't do the market research. Yeah. While you're talking about the next thing, uh, let me go ahead and research that. You'll real look quick. it up. Okay. Uh, so while this is in China, and of course you just mentioned there's Tencent all over it, but people are also noticing a few other differences between the Tencent version and the Switch that is all over the rest of the world. Uh, so for example, the Nintendo points can't be redeemed on a Tencent Nintendo Switch, which is kind of frustrating. Um, games also can't be backed up to the cloud, so those options are completely missing from the menu. 
And it also seems that the Chinese amiibo can be scanned without removing them from the packaging, which seems like a little bit of an oversight. And at present, only three figures from the Super Mario Odyssey wedding set are available. So um, just just a lot of weird little changes. I know that uh, also for games, there's only the new Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe that's currently available in the eShop, and that's it. So where are all of these eShop games? <laughs> they're just they're just not there. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. I'm I'm very fascinated yeah. to see what will happen. It makes sense about the credits and the the yeah. coins and stuff because it is kind of different. It is the ten cent Nintendo Switch. I mean, it's it is kind of different. They have their I, own money system for it, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, very fascinating. Yeah, I, I, I'll be again fascinated to see how it goes as it rolls out. There were really nice displays. I was very impressed by the displays that Tencent had put up and the game selection and stuff like that. And um, mm-hmm. I can officially confirm, by the way, that both the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One have been in China for a long time, actually. So okay, um, good to know. <laughs> for some reason, I thought when they're like, oh, Nintendo Switch is going to China, I thought that it was even a bigger deal because the other two weren't yeah. there. But I think it's because Nintendo hasn't had a large presence in China selling right. the systems they've always done these iq things whatever in the past mm-hmm. so that could be it i'm curious too about this eShop system too and how there aren't a lot of games because i feel that at least for the rest of the world and and i'm basing this on my own perception of, of the eShop and, and the games and everything there's so many games in the eShop. that's basically what sells the switch yeah i'm curious if they're trying not to do very much currently there's there could be laws and regulations around the third parties that need to sign certain contracts but also maybe Maybe. they're just like we don't want to put them on there because maybe it'll get hacked or something like that i don't know i'm not sure or maybe they just they just want control over it it just i don't know yeah or maybe the it could be that the game assets need to be hosted in china and then they're i mean it would make sense that more than one game was there from nintendo but maybe yeah it would make sense that if some of the other companies needed to sign contracts or something. Yeah. We'll follow up as we learn more. There's a great Twitter account then in the, in the article yeah. that we'll link to that has a lot of info. Um, well, let's move down some fun stuff because <laughs> our good friend, Alec Trebek over on Jeopardy, um, decided and the team at Jeopardy, it probably just wasn't Alec, not but, just Alec Trebek. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that they were going to have some video game categories and they had a Pokemon category. I thought this was so cool. Um, except for it was the easiest category of all time, um, I would say. But nonetheless, cool. But let's put it to the test. So it's very easy for you and Michael. But as we all know, I haven't been a super intense Pokemon fan for for a long time. So, you know, maybe maybe we should ask me these questions. All right, let's if do it. I can get them, then anyone can get them, right? Yeah. All right. Yeah, I guess. I guess so. Yeah, this is, this is true. This is good. You did not look up the answers, right. correct? I did not. Okay. I saw the questions previously, but okay. I did not I... look up the answers. Uh, all right, let's go uh, Pokemon 200. Do, 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 All right, so Pikachu, the most iconic Pokemon character, has shown up as a 50-foot tall balloon in this annual U.S. parade. Doot, doot. Okay. Christina? <laughs> what is the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade? Ding, ding, ding. Correct. Ah, <laughs> uh, that was an easy one. That was a layup. Okay, 400 yeah. Yeah. in the franchise's 20th anniversary year in 2016. This in the real world version was released. Gotta catch them all. 
<laughs> Christina? <laughs> I'm doing that every time. <laughs> what is Pokemon Go? Correct. All right. 600. Yay. The pro- Oh, my goodness. 600. This is somehow harder. The process of <laughs> a Pokemon turning into another is known as this, like plants and animals adapting and changing over long periods. Doot, doot. What is to evolve? <laughs> Correct. Um, 800. Like a person who prepares horses for racing, it's someone who captures Pokemon and readies and directs them in battles. Doot, doot. Christina? <laughs> a Pokemon trader. That is correct. All right, for 1,000, the hardest question in the category. This didn't actually get to, but they did un- release this one after that this was a $1,000 okay. question. So they they ran out of time, actually. This was the last question of the, of the first round. Mm. Who is the Pokemon trainer that got Pikachu as their starter, becoming best friends in the process? Doot, doot. Mm-hmm. Christina? <laughs> Ash Ketchum. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. The question uh, must be answered in the form of a question. Who is Ash Ketchum? That is correct. <laughs> Who so, is Ash, Ash there Ketchum? You go. Yeah, correct. There you go. So not too bad. Not too bad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so full disclosure. Yeah, so I did see the questions ahead of time. I didn't look up the answers, but I was pretty confident I knew them. I even asked my mom and my dad separately these questions. And so my dad got... He didn't get the Pokemon Go question, but... That's crazy because he's played Pokemon Go. He also didn't get the 800-point question. He, instead of saying trainer, he said it was like, no, I think he just gave up on that one. And then the 1,000-point question, who is the Pokemon trainer, he could visualize the per- he could visualize Ash, but he didn't know his name. My mom did even better. Oh. So my mom got the Pokemon Go question, which I was amazed at. Uh, and then instead of saying trainer... For the 800-point question, like a person who prepares horses for training or whatever, she said general. Mm. And I'm like, I mean, you have the general idea. (laughs) Sort of. (laughs) Uh, And we're we're big on puns in our house. Uh, And then for the 1,000-point question, she's like, I don't know. I never saw the TV show. I know you guys, like, my, my sister watched it a little bit, but she had no idea. So, But considering the fact that they're, like, you know, 60, that's... They're pretty easy questions, right? Yeah, it, yeah. it's pretty good. I, I think that I think that yeah, at least half of them, everyone hopefully would be able to get, especially the the Pokemon mm-hmm. Go one. And then the Ash Ketchum is the hardest, but for yeah. me, Michael, you, it's like you know, come yeah. On. But so. I mean, I wasn't even really big on the TV show. Like I knew Ash, and I wasn't a hundred percent sure about his last name. So that I will I will say it was a little iffy on his last name. But okay. Okay. I was right. I was right, right? Gotta catch yeah. them. Gotta catch them all. So catch them all. Go. Yeah. Catch them all. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> so moving on, we have some giveaway game information for the eShop. Uh now this giveaway will we'll say it started on the 10th. Mm-hmm. And the way it's set up is if if you do want these games now, you're coming into the middle of it, so you're gonna have to do something special. Just for now, I'm gonna kind of walk you through what the the uh, giveaway is and then I'll kind of explain how you jump in. So Cubic Games is giving away 10 free Nintendo Switch games as a Christmas offer. So the 10 games are up for grabs to all Nintendo Switch owners starting from last Tuesday the 10th until December 24th. They're available as a part of what Cubic Games is calling a chain reaction system. So first, 
first, it, it's the most complicated giveaway I've ever seen in my life. The first step is you need to own one Cubic, Cubic Games title. So any game, just as long as it's tied to your Nintendo account. Mm. So and then and then a pro tip, Michael put this together, he said a pro tip was coloring book. The game coloring book was free and available in the eShop. So just as long as you have that, you can basically get all the other games for free. And it so coloring book counted like any other game. Once the Cubic Games title is owned by your account, you're able to grab the free game, which is the first game, Robonauts. And you're able to get that until December 15th. From there, there's like this chain that starts. So downloading copy of Robonauts will give you free access to the second game. So the second game was Geki Yaba Runner that you got on December 16th. If you got Geki Yaba Runner on the 16th, on the 17th, you could get Puzzle Book. Uh, let's see. This is, yeah, this podcast coming out on the 18th. So mm. today you can get one strike. But the only way you can get one strike is if you go into your Nintendo account and you get Puzzle Book. So you need to buy Puzzle Book today so you can get one strike, and then you can start that chain reaction kind of in the middle. Um, so it's a little confusing, but the good news is is after each game is in the giveaway, it's going to be vastly discounted for around three weeks. So if you did jump in this giveaway train system thing in the middle, you can still get the previous games for a hefty discount. <sighs> That oh was my rough. goodness. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. I didn't realize that this was a chain reaction thing. I believe uh-huh. I already own Robonauts and I believe Geki Yaba Runner was free for some point, perhaps. So I had a big sale at some point too. Something. So I'm going to go think, yeah. boot it up. I like that you can just kind of jump in and buy the previous one. So yeah. I believe I own. It's also curious because maybe I own already own Racer Die. I think I already own Race Die Run. So maybe. I can just jump in then if I already if I already own it. Um, <laughs> I, I'll go and report back. We'll all report back next week. Um, yeah, if we got any of the games, and there is a mystery game on the twenty fourth, and I'm excited about that. Right. Let me let me actually go down the remainder of the list okay. too. So the eighteenth is One Strike. Uh, tomorrow the nineteenth is Wrecking Ball Adventure or Reckon Ball Adventure. Twentieth uh, is Coloro. Twenty first is Hashtag Race I Run. <laughs> And then the eighth giveaway on the 22nd of December is Rekt, R-E-K-T. And then the ninth giveaway, Mana Spark on the 23rd. And then the mystery game, like what you said, is on the 24th. So it'll be interesting mystery. to see what that is. It's a mystery. mystery. <laughs> uh, that's pretty good. Well, talking about free yeah. things, um, the My Nintendo service, in the U.S. at least, is having a little giveaway, which is very confusing as well. Um, which is they're offering a free seven-day trial to the Nintendo Switch Online service through January 1st in exchange for 100 platinum points. Yes, those platinum points that you have no idea what to do with, now they're actually worth something. And Christina, you're saying, but I already have Nintendo Switch Online. Or you already used your seven-day free trial. These are things that you could have done, Christina. And you're like, this is garbage because there's already a free seven-day trial. You know what I mean? I, I know exactly what you mean. And in fact, before the podcast, we were about to delete this because I was like, this is garbage because you can just sign up for free and not spend 100 platinum points. And then I read in the fine print, Christina, that this trial cannot be used if you already have an active account or family membership, which makes sense. But this offer can be redeemed even if you've already redeemed 
the free seven day trial. So you already did the free seven day trial and you're like, oh man, I would love seven more days. Guess what? You can totally do it. Um, and I have 1,200 redeemable points currently, and I have nothing to do with any of them. I'm not going to redeem <laughs> it, I guess. I don't. I guess I could just redeem it for fun. I, I just redeemed it. Done. And I guess I'll add seven days onto my membership. That's cool. Uh, sure. For free. You know, yeah. what's cool and nice is that to get platinum points are super easy through a bunch of different games and shenanigans and reward systems. And you can even do that by um, just like signing up basically. And there's some free ones. You can Google around the article we'll link to about, you know, promotional emails and this and that and whatnot, but it, it's super duper easy to, to, to actually to do. So there you go. Cool. Yeah. All right. So now I guess let's move on to some game news. Yeah, let's Even do it. Though I feel like we've talked about game news already, <laughs> but so at, at the game awards, there was an announcement saying that there was going to be some super exclusive star Wars thing event. Now, Michael, unfortunately, is not here to give the Fortnite exclusivity or exclusive rundown of what happened. So I'm going to do my best. Okay, do it. <laughs> um, yeah. So I watched a video of what happened. I had goosebumps. I got emotional because of Star Wars. It was great. <laughs> so Star Wars arrived to Fortnite on Saturday. The event took place at the in-game movie theater location, Risky Reels. It started with the Millennium Falcon flying around onto the map, uh, fighting some first order star destroyer tie fighters and then some star destroyers like warped in it was the coolest looking thing uh I, I got so excited watching it there was like this massive space battle and eventually the falcon defeats the first order ships they and it lands on like that main stage after the falcon lands a hologram of i think it's geoff kingley i think that's how you say his name appeared with a stormtrooper who said his name was fn143 the zero is silent <laughs> and it, it's the it was the actor ben schwartz and jj abrams himself also comes out of the millennium falcon which which was pretty cool okay. so it started around 2 10 p.m eastern time and the fortnite servers struggled under the load there were so many people trying to log in and they couldn't get into either the epic launcher or the game itself after like a 10 minute delay they were able to allow more players to sign in but there was a lot of people trying to get into this after a lot of chatting Fans that were in the game were given the chance to vote on what they thought the clip. So there was a clip from the movie coming out this Friday that they were going to be showing in the game. Uh, they were able to guess what was going to be in the clip. I don't remember all of the options. I think one of the options was you're going to see um, a Gungan. And then another option was like, you're going to see a Jedi mind trick. Um, but you could like stand on a different platform to vote. And spoiler alert, it was a Jedi mind trick, I guess. <laughs> Uh, so the clip was Ray, Finn, and Poe sneaking onto a First Order Star Destroyer. And as they kind of make their way through the ship, they get stopped by stormtroopers. And then Ray kind of does this awesome Jedi mind trick, making them walk away. It was super cool. I got emotional. <laughs> um, now, the clip wasn't actually exclusive. They were kind of saying it was going to be, but it was actually shown earlier this month somewhere else. But that's okay. It's cool. I'm just They showed a Star Wars clip. I was happy with that. Um, so after the clip premiered, Players were allowed to choose what their favorite color of lightsaber was through the same kind of voting system they did for choosing, you know, what was going to happen in the clip. So everybody went and stood on these platforms. And then all of a sudden, 
they're all like, oh, no, there's there's more TIE fighters coming in. They had to run in the Millennium Falcon and get out of there because it was getting crazy. And as they leave, there's a chest that lands on the platform. People go up to it and lightsabers appear in the game. So you can now wield a lightsaber along with a Star Wars blaster rifle. And I was uh, talking to Michael a little bit about it because he went in and tried to play and it sounds amazing. So people can actually, you like, you get a lightsaber and like you can block so you can dodge bullets and you just, if you like spam the attack button, you do all these crazy moves. It just sounds amazing. <laughs> uh, so after this all happened, after, you know, you get the lightsaber, uh, the voice of the emperor warns of the day of the Sith and the ship takes off. So it was pretty cool. epic. <laughs> That's pretty cool. I mean, I yeah. still need to go watch the video. I was at home and I, I was watching some Twitch streamers and they were talking about it the day previous. And I was like, yeah, whatever. And I just, you know, I, I was like, I'm not going to be able to get on at whatever eh, time yeah. specifically. But yeah, now I kind of wish I would have done it. So shame on me. Shame on James. <laughs> but definitely watch the video. It was really cool. I think you would kind of get hyped. I, it didn't spoil anything. So you don't have to worry about, okay. you know anything from the movie being spoiled or anything like that. No. That's what I was worried about. And that's what I said. I was like, yeah. oh, I'm worried about it because I'm going on Thursday. So I'm like, I don't want to ruin anything. I thought maybe it'd ruin right. something, but apparently not. So my bad. No, but bad. it's just it's just adding Star Wars spirited things to the game. No it's spoilers. Very, cool. very mm -hmm. cool. All right. Well, last article of this week is actually a long read, so I'm not going to go through the full thing, but over at Kotaku, uh, they have this great article called The Seven-Year Saga of Shovel Knight is Finally Over. Last week, um, Yacht Club Games launched both Shovel Knight King of Cards and Shovel Knight Showdown. These are the final two entries um, in the series, um, and it actually started about seven years ago. It was all a Kickstarter campaign that raised $250,000. Um, uh, or sorry, two hundred and fifty thousand uh, dollars raised over three hundred thousand total. Like there was all this back and forth. A, it was very early on in the Kickstarter days of twenty thirteen, so six six uh, six years ago. Uh, now it's over. They said they're done with the series. The the Shovel Knight Treasure Trove contains all four campaigns in the multiplayer mode, uh, but it's a good long read. There are some interviews with the developers behind the scenes, so uh, it's pretty great. So definitely go take a look at that um uh, that article for the for the for the weekend so when you're all done uh, you want some more holiday or some more weekend reading go check it out so there you go there's our news ah christina let's get to the best sellers <laughs> i'm so ready i'm so ready all right top 10 best sellers of the week number one is pokemon sword two zelda breath of the wild third place is unravel two fourth is pokemon shield fifth is cuphead sixth place is quest for the golden duck Seventh is Mana Sparks, eighth, Super Mario Party, ninth, Ori in the Blind Forest, and tenth, Mario Rabbids Kingdom Battle. Boom. And that is all. Yeah. Nice. I know a lot of the, I actually picked up Unravel 2 is on a big discount. I know a lot of the other games on here yeah, were on a discount saw. as mm -hmm. well from the Video Game Awards. So pretty nice. I do want to mention, I do want to mention based on the Video Game Awards, and I was talking about Gris earlier. Um, right now, so Nintendo kind of had a, a sale but if you are watching this podcast or listening to this podcast the day it launches you have until midnight tonight to get gris for 50 percent off along with a couple other sales but i didn't i just i was focusing on gris because i like that game so much so you, there's no reason for you not to get it now <laughs> yeah 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 go go give that a look 
Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's get into the new releases, and it is a slow, slow crawl to Christmas. There's only about yep. 10 games coming out this week. No major releases, but there are two games that we picked. You picked one. I picked one. Uh, so why don't you kick it off on December 19th? Sure. Yeah. So on the 19th, a game called Melbit's World is coming out. It's $10. It's a very cute co-op puzzle platformer game kind of like a 3D-ish puzzle. It's co-op, so you can have up to four players. You collect these little digital creature things and guide them through tricky levels that have a bunch of traps. And it just seems like it would be a a fun game to play if you have a couple friends over. Uh, The style of the game reminded me a lot of Death Squared, but more pink. (laughs) Mm. That's the best way. There's a lot of pink and purple, and it looks happy and friendly and cute. And yeah. It looks good. Nice. What about you? Did you have any marked? The only one I picked was Farabelle, which comes out on December 20th. It's uh, $10 right now. It's actually on sale for $5. We got a coup- We got a code for this one from the developers, so we're going to be trying this one out. Awesome. But this is a hex-based turn, a hex turn-based strategy game. It's not hex-based. Mm. What is hex-based? Hex-based turn-based. <laughs> you know, based on a lot of things. Based on things. <laughs> so... Uh, it's pretty cute. It's like uh, knights, um, you know, um, knights and kings and castles and and all those things. I like the art style. It's like blocky, but not like blocky, cell shaded up, up. You know what I mean? So it's not Minecraft, but it's not super crazy polished. Mm-hmm. It's somewhere in between. Looks good. I like the art style. It's a little bit cutesy. They have this really cool mode, though, which is like after victories, you actually jump back into the game based on like where you were the weakest so like there's this sort of interesting mode that you can jump back in and it it um it 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 challenges you a lot more so uh Mm. what i like about it it kind of plays into the story too because you you actually begin at the end of the story and you're going back in time to prevent the war so that's how you're sort of jumping back in in reverse, if, if that makes sense. Going back in time. Yeah. You're starting at the end, yeah. you're Tarantinoing it, right? So, but, but yeah. a full Tarantino, it's a full reversal. So you're actually at the end of the game, and then that's it. So it's like, that's it. So it's, he's saying, like, your hero is strong, you're victorious, you've lived happily ever after, but that's where you start the game. So, like, that's kind of and a cool twist. I like that twist. You go backwards. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. I like that. So, so that's what I'm thinking is that it probably builds you up where like where you were the weakest. Right? So you're you're going back and you're you're going through this adventure, and it's a single player game, so it's not online or anything, but um, looks pretty cool. I, I like it. It looks looks pretty neato. So that's that's my for five dollars. That seems like a steal right now. I think so. I think yeah. So I think so. Cool. All right, that brings us to everyone's favorite part of the pod, Chris. You know what you've been playing? Pokemon Sword and. And very little of it because I've been so busy. But I want to hear your experience with Pokemon before because I got I got a little little bone to pick with the game right now. I'm a little frustrated, but I'd love to hear your experience before I just tear it down. I'm not tearing it down. I'm just complaining a little bit. But I, I want to hear how because we haven't heard anything from you yet about the game. It's true. I've been gone ever since it came yeah. out. It came. I got it. And then boom. Um, you and your traveling. Yeah. So, so, all right. So let's get to the epic conclusion of how many hours did James Mm -hmm. log in on the holiday. So, you know, I, 
there's only so much battery life to the system, but also I, I don't, if it's a nine hour flight, I'm not playing it for the full nine hours, but I ended up logging, um, an additional 14 hours. So 21 hours total. So you're very close at the 20. Oh, so yeah, very close. I think I win. Mm-hmm. I'm the closest. You're the closest. Yeah. <laughs> so I logged, uh, like I logged an extra 14 hours, which is good. I played mostly on the plane, but there were some down times where we were tired mm-hmm. or one of us would be asleep or whatever. So I would jump in there. I tweeted out a photo of me playing on, on um, we were in this really nice Airbnb that was really high up or whatever. And I, then I tweeted a photo at sunset, which was cool. Me playing, uh, mm-hmm. there, uh, or just, it, you know, set up on my Tom Tuck case, but that was super duper nice. Uh, yeah, it was super duper, uh, fun to play. I mean, I'm really, really enjoying, um, shield is, is the one that I have. I'm not done. Mm-hmm. I've logged a few more hours. I decided to take a break. I'm really bad at finishing games, but I do really want to finish it. <laughs> I am now maybe yeah. 24 hours in. I have, I'm at the sixth of eight the badge so i believe i just finished the dark type i'm not, I'm not positive there's there's I, i'm right where i'm at right now is all like ice cubes there was i already went through previously where like the fall like the the ice cracks underneath you you remember that part uh hmm. the that one that was the ice gym the ice gym like as you're going through it you have to navigate across this ice and it falls out underneath you and your 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 Joy-Cons vibrate. Uh, the problem here is I'm playing it on my Switch Lite, which doesn't have vibration. So you, oh, it, it, it doesn't yeah. vibrate and there's no huh. no workaround. So uh, how do you do that? <laughs> you keep going and keep falling yeah. through the bottom over and over and over and over again. That's how you do it. So um, interesting. Yeah. So that was kind of the only downside of it thus far. Now, that said, I've been playing it a lot uh, offline, so I haven't had local mo- like local Wi-Fi is on, but like no one is, is obviously playing it around me, mm-hmm. uh, maybe in the airport when I play later today. But um, I- I'm not playing with the Internet on because I didn't have Internet the last few weeks. So there was no um, adventuring in the wilds area um, with Internet friends or anything like that. I've ignored the wild area mostly. Uh, I go back every once in a while and go back to the earlier parts to try to capture some of the more powerful Pokemon. Cause sometimes when you go, they're way too powerful a Pokemon. If you're just playing solo, which makes sense. That's what it's yeah. for. Um, but I, Oh, I'm at the, you know, I'm at the part right now where I just got my bicycle that can go on water. That's where I'm at. So okay. mm-hmm, that's where I'm at. And I just got over all the water things, caught some new water Pokemon uh, I'm so I have one. Let's just say I'm super enjoying the game. It is one of my favorite Pokemon games that I've played in a long, long time that I actually want to play. Uh, I'm finding myself. There's so many different Pokemon and I don't really know which ones evolve or don't evolve or if I should keep them in my team. And I feel like sometimes my team is weak and sometimes they're not weak. And I'm at the point where sometimes I do all my Pokemon get exhausted and I don't swap them out with my box. I just try to go through and like, here's my six. And, um, and, and I've definitely fainted a few times and gone back to, um, to get healed up even inside of a gym uh, that's happened to me before. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I, I, and I, and I play it where like I could, okay, before going to the bottom one, swap out all my fainted, you know, Pokemon. Like I'm almost through this area, like in the gym, you can't, but, um, 
when you're outside of the gym, I could just swap and open the box at any time, but I'm like, ah, it kind of feels like I should be better, right? Now, oh, I've ran out of revive, so I guess I'm not reviving those characters anymore. So there's definitely been points where I go through and I'm like, I'm just going to play this game and kind of make it a little bit harder on myself. And that could be just because I don't have a good team put together. And I've been a stickler because I have my Eevee, you know, that I got. Mm -hmm. Here's yeah. the downside of that Eevee. It doesn't evolve. Right. So I didn't know that. <laughs> Michael found that out too. <laughs> and my Eevee is now level 50 and will never evolve. And I, I'm like, well, I'm committed to this Eevee at this point. Um, and I also decided to like delay evolve a bunch of my Pokemon. So so it wasn't until like level 45 where my starter Pokemon fully evolved. It, I was just like, B, like never evolve. I don't know. I'm weird. Um, so I'm just kind of waiting on, on some of that stuff. And I still have some of the the Pokemon from the beginning. So I'm still enjoying it. And and I just don't know if I've created a good team or like if if any of the Pokemon I catch, I never add any of them to my team like ever. I'm just I hate swapping out Pokemon. So I'm just leveling up the same Pokemon over and over again. And then I got one Pokemon from a, a random trade and it has a cool Japanese name and it's like a dragon. But yeah. um, I I like don't know if it's going to evolve and I and I haven't looked it up like in the Pokédex and I'm just leveling it cuz it was like super low level and I'm like I hope this this thing evolves. So I just there's so many Pokémon, but but on that, the game's great. I love walking around seeing the Pokémon. I love that it's not just random battles all the time in the grass. Uh I yeah. I, I I the random encounters that you have with with uh the um, non-playable characters that you just, you know, you're in their line of sight or whatever. That's totally fine. It's the classic Pokemon Pokemon uh, that's there. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's, it's enjoying. I'm, I'm enjoying it much. I think it's very, very good. I've already sold Let's Go Pikachu or Let's Go Eevee. I sold it the one, 30 minutes into this game. I already went on eBay and sold that game for more than I bought it for. So that game is garbage and this game is way, way good. I'm very excited about it. Um, yeah, and I enjoy it. I like the, I like that I have my Pokeballs. I, you know, do traditional battles, wear down my Pokemon, try to capture them. And it, it's very, very good. I like that it's a core Pokemon that is very well done. So many like of those little quality of life things that you and I talked about a long time ago. Maybe we did talk about when I was just a few hours in or, or something like that. I think we did. Yeah, but. I think you just turn it on and played like... 20 minutes or something yeah. of it, but nothing, nothing crazy. Yeah. So anyways, it's super yeah. good. I haven't beaten it. Have you, you and Michael both beat it, correct? I think Michael finally beat it. Mm. Uh, I have not mm. because I am right now, I just need to get Flareon and then I will have all the EV evolution. Oh my goodness. So that is what I am focusing awesome. on. But um, right now, I am... Focusing a lot of my time in the wild area because I'm trying to just level up my team and I'm trying to catch all the powerful Gigantamax Pokemon. But the problem I'm running into is my Pokemon are so strong now and I'm at a certain level that all of the Pokemon in the dens are so powerful. I can't beat them with just whatever team the game gives me. So have you been doing any of the den battles or anything nope. like that? No, I kind okay. of I, I in the early wild area, I did one and I caught one because it was like really like a one star, two star. And then yeah. I went one that was like way powerful and it was with 
NPCs as my host, but I, I didn't have a powerful Pokemon to put first. Like I accidentally put a weak Pokemon. It was like super annoying because you can't run away. And I was like, turned it off. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. skip. Yeah. On back stuck. to the game. On back to the game. So, yeah, the NPCs, when you get up to, like, the four or five star, are complete garbage. They're coming in with, like, a Magikarp. Are you kidding me? (laughs) So I'm actually trying to, like, catch this thing, and you're splashing and doing no damage at all to this this Pokemon. So now I'm at the point where I almost – I have to have other people join me. I've had so many problems with the Nintendo Online, and MarbyZ, one of our – or Ian, I guess is his name – he has probably the patience of a, a, a saint because he was trying to get in. He, he, for some reason, can get into my den. So, like, when I would go in and I would invite other people if I was connected to online, which sometimes Pokemon randomly kicks me off online and nobody joins my games and I have no idea why. And it because it randomly kicked me off and didn't tell me. So, anyway, if I am officially connected to the Internet, he can jump into my game no problem. I can't jump into his and even like he tried to set up uh, a trade with me so i could get some of the other starter pokemon because he's been breeding them Mm. and it kept coming i kept having issues where i would see his little card in the bottom left hand corner but when i would go into the actual ycom i wouldn't see it anywhere Uh. and you can set up so you have like a special um code one time I did see it in my YCOM, but I wasn't able to actually select it. So when you go through the cards, usually there's like an A that pops up or like a prompt on the bottom where you can hit A to select it or confirm. It wasn't showing up for me. So I just kept having issues like things not working with online. And it's it's so frustrating because like I, I can't beat any of these Gigantamax battles. Like, like I can't do anything in the wild area unless the online's working. Gotcha. So a little yeah, stressful, but... Stressful. Yeah, but have have you done any of the camping? Is 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 no nope, garbage? <laughs> I don't like that. Stupid. Against it. Okay, that's why your Pokemon keep getting tired and you keep running nope, out garbage. of that. Garbage. I don't want to camp. I don't want to play with my Pokemon. I don't want to do any of that stuff. I'm over it. Don't care. I did it once, and I was like, "This is stupid." Skip. Okay, I would recommend I doing to. it because you can build up. You can build up relationships with your Pokemon. They do so much better in battle. Honestly, like just try it a couple times. Too fine. I actually, it's one of my favorite things to do is. now. Making curry. I no, love making curry. I don't want it's to. Great. My, and it's, I've gotten to a point where, where Ninetales and me are such good friends that when I open up the camp, Ninetales, it'll show up, he'll, his face will be like taking up the whole screen. <laughs> and he just like looks at me and smiles like he's so happy to see me. I refuse. I don't, uh, this is, that's, this is the one part of the game that I actually highly despise because I don't want to do any of that. I understand why and there's all this stuff, but I don't want to be forced to do this arbitrary thing just to get through the game, you know? Well, you can skip that too, though, too. Like, you don't have to camp. You can just have, you can um, jump to like a town and heal all your, all your Pokemon on your team. But then I got to backtrack. Oh, okay. But I also, I don't want to do all the other camp. I don't want to like play with the fetch and I don't want to like pat it on the head and I want to do the things i mean does it give me other things like why why is there a thing that i need to do at the camp christina explain it because so you can build up a relationship with your pokemon you can heal them without having to go somewhere else um and how does it do better in battle why does it do better in battle explain so yeah so if you have a higher relationship with your pokemon like nine tails for example Mm -hmm. if it gets hit like really powerful by something 
and it's supposed to kill it because Ninetales loves me so much, it'll hold on and it'll keep like one, one, one point HP. there so I can heal it. So it, it's nice. And it like, it, there's just, I don't know. It's the cute things that you get from it that makes it more personable. It makes you actually like your Pokemon. Okay. I'll think about it. <laughs> All right. Oh, I guess that's going to do this podcast. I got to go catch a flight. I got to get out of here. I got to yeah. go to this podcast. Christina, thank you so much for mm-hmm. uh, working around my schedule. I was all over the place, but so this, was I. <laughs> the, the great uh, Eastern Northeastern snow delayed my flight. So we record this podcast. Hope everyone is having a great holiday. We will check in next week on Christmas. So there's that. So there's that. So get your <laughs> podcast application downloaded in the background. So when you wake up Christmas morning, What's in your what's in your phone? Presents. Us. That's right. The ultimate <laughs> gift of all. All right, Christina, I will talk to you next week.